What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Big Baby Steve. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Philly Talks. Guys, yesterday, football season started. The first game, Chiefs versus Houston. Oh, man, it felt so good to have football back. I was really excited. I was glad. The one thing that got me was I didn't know they were going to have um, fans. I didn't know they were going to have them. And because they did, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? But... I was talking to one of my uh, homies, Alex. Shout out to Alex. And uh, he said his girlfriend was looking for tickets for the Eagles, but there was no... She could only find tickets for, like, away games. Like, Philly wasn't having any t- tickets for the Eagles game. But yet the Chiefs had a good portion of fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm hoping that the Eagles have some tickets and stuff. But unless, like, unless they're just going to overcharge people, you know what I'm saying? If I'm paying the price of three seats that I would have paid for one back in the like that's isn't it won't be worth it to be quite honest. Um but I'm definitely glad football season's back. I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait for the Eagles game this Sunday. I'm dropping this bad boy today, Friday the eleventh, September. Um so guys again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for playing that play button. Thank you for downloading the episode. On this episode, oh another thing I wanted to say before I even get to the episode Shout out to my barber. I know you guys be like, why you always be shouting out your barber? Because he, you know, that's my barber. I got to give a shout out. That's my mans. That's my homie. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs to Chino. You know what I'm saying? Ching the barber. Hit my man up on the Cut app. My man just got his own hoodie with his own design on it. It's fire. Congratulations. Just want to throw that out there. Um, but this episode, I'm going to be talking about... Uh, I. A couple episodes ago, it was episode 39. I put, I made one, I made the episode, I think it's called um, Accusations Can Destroy Lives, I believe it was something like that. Uh, and it was about the the guy, um, Ruben, who used to be one of the security officers uh, at the at Edison High School where, you know, um, I went to school and Rick, who was my homeboy, he, he went to school and how he was getting charged for an, a- an accusation of, you know, basically, uh, trying to talk to little kids, you know what I'm saying? Like little boys and maybe even little girls. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I can't remember what the case was completely about, but I know it was about a minor and it was a, an accusation that was made. He wasn't arrested for it at the time when it first came out, uh, earlier this year, he did get arrested around February, January or February, he, he finally did get arrested this year for something that happened six years ago. Um, so I, so what I was saying at the time was I just didn't know what, like what took so long. Cause if they had the evidence, you know, unless he left state or, you know, left the country, there should be no reason why he would, he should have been out for so long before they arrested him. You know what I'm saying? If they arrested him now, Often an accusation or because they're about to go to court, then I can understand. But um, I wasn't I wasn't fully on the fence. I wasn't on, on either side. Like, oh, he's innocent or he's guilty. I'm. Just, I, I was on the fence of like, I just want to see what the evidence says. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what evidence so I can go off the evidence and go. Okay, this makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Now I know that this is why this is happening and all that good stuff. Uh, I looked into it. Still no update. I didn't find any update on it since the coronavirus thing has been spreading this year. I'm pretty sure a lot of things have been put back on hold. So, uh, but on this episode, I'm gonna give you my story of an accusation that happened to me 
and it's probably one like the it's honestly the only reason that I'm not coaching high school wrestling anymore. Uh, but hope you guys enjoy it. Stay safe. Let's get right into the episode. All right, guys. So we're gonna get right into the episode. You guys heard the intro. Uh, so I'm gonna be talking about an accusation that happened to me back when I was coaching high school that uh, changed my life for sure. And that's why I, I named episode 39 what I did. Accusations can um, destroy lives or change lives. It, it, it was either one. And uh, so to give you a little background of what's going on. So at the time, right after I graduated high school. Um, I became a coach like a year later, like an assistant coach through a nonprofit organization that helps out um, uh, the wrestling teams in Philadelphia and, and other places as well. Um, at, at the time, they were just focusing just on the that the athletic part, you know, of student athlete. They were just on the student. Uh, they were just mostly F athlete part. Um, as the organization started to get deeper into the schools, now they, they started to, um, how do you say, focus on not only on, on the athletic part, but the student. So student athlete, they want to make sure that the kids are, you know, are getting good grades so they can join the wrestling teams and stay on the wrestling team so they don't have to get kicked off for not having good t- uh, grades. If you don't know, that's what happens on, not only in high school, but in college as well. And, the, you know, that's how you get your, uh, for college, that's how you get your, um, your Jesus, what I'm, I'm blanking on the your scholarships is all is usually off. Hey, most scholarships are as long as you wrestle, you're good. Some scholarships are you have to have a certain GPA level if you want to continue uh, to, you know, be on the team. Uh, but even the ones that just say you have to wrestle to keep your scholarship, um, if you don't have good grades, they'll just excuse me and. Um, and you start flunking, it doesn't matter if it says you have to have a certain GPA or not, you'll get kicked off the team because you're not, you know, you're just not doing good in, in school. So it makes a problem for the, the college part as well. So I was um, at the high school at this point in time, I, I started right after high school. So I was like 19 when I started assistant coaching. Um, that's actually how I met uh, Rick. Uh, him and uh, my boy Lender were um, coaching the Central High School team at the time. And uh, we just saw each other during one of the meets. Like, it was Edison against Central, and they popped in, and they were like, oh, you coaching? I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, we're coaching too. And we're like, oh, really? Wow, that's cool. They didn't even know. And uh, that's how that friendship really kindled and has grown to today. Um, but let me take you, now that you know a little bit of the story, um, let me take you down to 2016. Uh, 2016, um, this is probably my fourth year coaching at the same school. Uh, and the one thing about the this, um, uh, about the school, the public schools, um, is that every year with our sports, we start with a new team every year. Unfortunately, it's not like how it is for some of the suburban schools or, you know, private schools where, you know, you try to recruit uh, your players or athletes at freshman year, and then they keep going through sophomore, junior, and senior year. 
Um, for us, it wasn't like that. You know, like it could have been like that, but public school, public schooling is just, it's just a lot harder because um, there's not that uh, discipline put into some, into most kids that age. You know, most kids who are growing up in, in North Philly are, you know, coming up from middle school have never had to um, be disciplined or had to commit to something. You you know what I'm saying? Like they never had they never had that commitment of like, oh, I gotta go to school, then I gotta make sure I'm at practice the night right after school. You know, they didn't grow up like that. They grew up with their mom working in a in a you know in a single house, and maybe their grand they would walk to their grandma's house after school, and they would stay at their grandma's house until their mom would pick them up. So once you get into high school and you start meeting new friends, and you realize like, oh, I don't have to go to my grandma's house. I can actually hang out you know, and meet some cute boys or meet some cute girls or hang out with some friends and just have fun at other people's homes. Uh, sports really doesn't, you know, it doesn't come to the same, it doesn't equal to the same, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Because now they're like, oh, I, I get some freedom. I don't have to go to my grandma's house now. I can just hang out for a little bit and then just go straight home. So... Every year, for a for at least for for me and the, and the Edison team, um, it was just hard. It was just it, every year we would hope that we would get the same amount of kids that we got last year, plus some more coming in. But it was never like that. Every year was like a, we we would get maybe from the year before we would get maybe two or three kids from the year before, and then everybody would be new. Uh, Twenty sixteen came around, and. Um, how do I how do I put this? Uh, it was a good year for the simple. It was it was a touchy year. You know what I'm saying? It was a touchy year because for the first time we had like five kids come back from the year before. So uh, that was big for me. I was like, oh wow! So uh, you know, because there's 12 weight classes that we have to fill. So when we had five, I said, okay, anybody new, we can just fit into these other weight classes. Um, that year we went to the playoffs and I know for a lot of people, that's not a big deal, but for us it was because the last time those, uh, that school, that team, uh, went to the playoffs is when I was in high school. So you're thinking you have to be looking back at four or five years before then was the last time we actually made it to the playoffs. So, and in my head, that was not only a big deal, but it was, it was showing the progression that we were doing. We were instilling discipline into all the kids that were coming in. We were showing them um, that this is important, how to commit and stay committed. Uh, and I think it would have been, it would have went better. But uh, as I'm going through this, and and we, uh, as I'm going through this, and we make the playoffs, the next following year. Um, it got a little testy um, because one of the kids that came back, and this kid has, has was was wrestling. He was one of the special kids on the team. Uh, and I, when I mean special, I don't mean mentally. I mean like he was one of the guys that committed since his freshman year, which was awesome. You know what I'm saying? So now it's his senior year, um, and in my head, I'm like, all right, like I'm like. My thing is, if I'm going to put, if I'm going to invest myself into you is because I know that you're for real. I know that you're committed. I know that you 
want to be here and I know you want to work hard. And as a coach, we have to find those kids because a lot of the kids go, they'll tell you, oh yeah, I want to really work hard. I want to be committed. But after a couple practices and they get sore and whatever, they, they, they don't show up. They start to get lazy. You know, and so now as a coach, you know that you have to really be on them. With this kid, I didn't have to be on him. He was a he was a good kid and he was smart. Spoke like almost six, seven different languages. I'm like, wow, this is a spot. like this kid can go places, you know. So uh, he was really committed and I started around the summer of 2015. I started doing uh, summer practices just to get the kids involved and make sure they don't, you know, balloon balloon too much up you know because they have to stay at a certain weight class so you know it was it was good to see them during the summer because it's like okay how much how much you weigh okay we can work with that in the next three months we want to get you down 10 pounds 15 pounds so you weigh in at this weight so you can you know it's all about strategy and just making sure that the wrestler is comfortable um but this particular kid was really good and i i i, I love them and i mean i love them like a like a little brother like it was, and that's and, and that's for a multiple of the kids who who stuck around as as long as they did. Like they, they were like my little brothers, to the point where I even bought him a duffel bag for his birthday. So um, because he he would come into uh, practice and he would change his clothes and he would put it into his book bag with all his work clothes and, and uh, with his, all his homework and stuff. But then after practice, he would change and then take all his sweaty clothes and put it into his book bag and take all his fresh clothes out. But now, like, his book bag now stinks because he has to walk home or take the bus home or whatever the case may be. So now, like, it's, a, like, you're you're keeping all that stinking because of all the sweat that you just sweated. Um, so I, I felt bad, and, I, and again, he was a, a good kid, and I said, hey, I'll, I bought him a duffel bag, and, you know, he's very grateful, and I, and I didn't think nothing of it, you know what I'm saying? Um... As time went on, I started to notice, like, we were getting, and by we, I mean the, the coaching staff was getting a lot of complaints from his mother. And it was like, I remember the first one was um, that her son had, you know, went home without his jacket. And he and she was like, I don't know what's going on at your school. Cause I, and to give you a little bit more background of this. He didn't go to the same. He didn't go to Edison. He went from. He came from a school that was like a, literally a couple blocks away, that, but they were connected. Um, like the sporting programs were connected because his school didn't have you know that sport. So they so Edison reached out and said, "Hey, uh, we can link up with you with this sport. So you just send your kids to us for this sport." they can wrestle for us or whatever. And the city will see them as wrestlers and as athletes of that sport. So he would walk over to us and then um, he would practice and train. And one day her, his mom called and was like, hey, uh, my son is, uh, didn't show up with this, his, uh, his coat. And, you know, and she went off on the, on the head coach for a little bit. And we were concerned. We were like, oh, no, like, is he getting bullied from his school? Is he getting bullied at his school or is he getting bullied after school coming towards us and something's happening and he's not telling us? So um, after she blew up and whatever, we were like, we're trying to look into it. And me and the head coach actually decided we're, we're going to be like, oh, we'll go to his let out. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, in the letters when the kids come out of school and everything, and we'll go, and, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him, and, you know, we'll, you know, to see if, he, if, he's, if he's on his way to school, if he was getting bullied or anything. Well, the, ne the next day, he comes in, and he says, oh, I found my jacket. You know, he, I guess he left it at school. And I remember that was the first time we're like, oh, okay, so you're not getting bullied or anything. You just left that at school? Yeah. And me and the coach were like, why his mom got so crazy like that? Like, if that's what you told her, like, he's like, yeah, I told her that I must have left it at school, whatever. And it was whatever. We was like, okay, cool. As long as you're not getting, you're not in trouble, you're not getting hurt, we're cool. Time goes on, and I'm I'm that coach that, you know, since I grew up in the neighborhood, I can speak the lingo of mostly all the kids there, you know, and also, um, I'm not that far from them where of as an as an age gap you know what i'm saying i'm only four or five years older than them so they're in a way they, they can look up to me as like oh like i look up to you as you know as a role model but still as an adult type situation so i was the type of like i knew how to speak their lingo and i knew what their excuses were and i knew when they were their excuses were bullshit so i knew when it was oh i, I can't go to the tournament this weekend because i don't have a ride well guess what i'm driving you you know what I'm saying? I'll pull up, you'll get in my car, and I'll drive you to the bus, and we'll get on the bus. And, you know, and, the, and when I mean the bus, I mean the yellow bus that, you know, we, we put all our students on, and we when we go out to tournaments on the weekends and stuff like that. If you didn't know, rust, amateur wrestling in high school, we go out to tournaments almost every weekend during the season. Uh, it's very rare we don't go to a tournament. Uh, we do that just to get that extra mat time for the, for the, uh, the student uh, athletes to be able to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Get that mat time, get that... Um, that competition workout in because you're wrestling somebody who's trying to win and you're trying to win too. So, uh, I was always a coach that would, I, I would drive, I would stuff three or four kids into my car, uh, from their homes. I would drive to the, in front of the school, to the bus, drop them off. I'll call the coach again and say, Hey, who's, who's missing this guy, this guy, this guy. All right. I'll go pick those guys up from their homes and bring them. Um, the only year that I didn't have to do that was 2016. That's because all our kids were committed and they were like, oh, we walk to school anyway on a daily basis. So we really don't need to get picked up. We'll just walk again. And you don't know what a relief that was to me. I was like, oh, thank God. Because for me to pick everybody up, I would have to get up two hours earlier than everybody else just to start my routine to pick people up. Um, so I remember uh, during the season, um, his mom started to finally come to uh, some of the tournaments and stuff like that. And I remember her just being, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say aggressive, but she just had this attitude, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't pay any mind to it at the time. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was really nice. It was the head coach that kind of let me know, like, oh, she has an attitude or something like that. Or he, or he would say something like, he'll like when we were by ourselves in, on the bleachers watching other matches, he'd be like, he's like, did you notice so and so's mom a little weird or whatever? And I was like, no, I didn't notice or anything. But you know, again, that that's because you know, I wasn't really having that much communication. The only communication I really had from her is when I first met her a couple of years back when I first started doing my summer workouts, and I would pick up some of the kids to go to the uh, the school to go work out and stuff. Um, and then, but everything I, I, I ever like said, I would tell the kids and tell their parents and let them know what, you know, uh, what they would say in case they, they, you know, any concerns or anything like that. Uh, and this particular day, 
Uh, it was the a tournament. It's a big tournament. It's the public league tournament. It means basically it's the season has ended, and we are now going towards the final postseason, which is you if you make it a top four of the first tournament, you advance to the next tournament. Top three, top four, go to the next tournament. So and so, and if you do really good, there's a really good chance there's some scouts that will see you um, that might want to recruit you. Uh, the you know you want to go to states because that's where most of the recruits are going to be at. So that being said, I remember the week before I, I asked all the kids. I said, "Hey, who needs a ride? Because right now we don't have that many kids, so we're not going to get a bus." You know what I'm saying? Because there's no need to get a bus because we're only gonna we're we're only gonna have like five kids, you know, go to the tournament. So there's no reason for a bus. We're gonna have five or six kids at the most. Uh, this year was not like the 2016 year where we had like a good 10 kids go. Um, this year we had fallen off and you know a lot of kids quit and stuff like that. Uh, so we were like, we're not going to rent a bus up. It just doesn't make any sense. We could just drive up there and then drive back. So I asked the kid and I said, Hey, do you need a ride? He goes, yeah, yeah. I need a, I, I need a ride and whatever. I said, all right, I'll put you down. I'll pick you up after I pick up at this time. I was, I was picking up, uh, Rick, who was my, you know, who, who was coaching the central team and his team was actually going to be at that tournament as well. So I was going to pick him up plus three kids. The morning of, uh, I get a text message from the kid saying, oh, my mom's going to take me. And I said, are you sure? Because, like, does she know what time it starts? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why, you know, we asked because we know what time it starts. We know what time we need to get you there because once there's a certain time then to weigh in for your weight class in that tournament. If you're late, they won't let you weigh in. And she's like, he, he's like, yeah, yeah, she, she's saying that she's going to take me. Cool, no problem. So I pick up Rick. I pick up the two students, and uh, I picked up one thing. One of Rick's kids, because now we had extra space. He's like, "Oh, he checked if anybody needed a ride, and one of them did." And he, we picked them up. So we're on our way to the tournament. We get there. Everybody gets out. Everybody's getting ready. They're warming up and everything. And uh, the head coach uh, talks to me. And he says, "Hey, where's you know where's so and so?" And the reason I'm not saying any names is just because like it's it's not. I I don't want to put anybody out there or anything like that um the reason i'm not uh putting out names because it's not about that it's about what happened during it so he says we're so and so i said oh his mom said he was taking them and he was like well they better get here within 20 minutes because the you know the weigh-ins are about to happen and i said oh well you know i i got nothing to do with that that's you know that's you know if she if she said she was gonna take him she's gonna take him so weigh-ins start and people are weighing in and we're, and he's calling. He's the, you know, the head coach is calling, 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 seeing where they're at, seeing where they're at. Uh, finally, he says, oh, they're like 10 minutes away. I'm like, I don't know if 10 minutes is going to be good enough because they're about to close up. You know, we got the, we're, we're, at, we're at heavyweight and the heavyweight class only has like six guys in the whole tournament. So, you know, like they're about to weigh in pretty quick. Um, so they finally get there. And the head coach sees them, and he opens the side door. Like he leaves the area they were waiting in, opens one of the side doors to the high school that we're in, and he tells the he, he's yelling like, "Oh, come in, come in, hurry, quick, quick!" And as he as the kid is about to get out the car, his mom pulls him back in, and says, "No, stay in the car." And he just does not understand what's happening. The head coach he does not understand. He's like, 
no, you gotta, you gotta come right now. And he parked, we parked and he's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, so they, they close up and I remember like it was yesterday. I felt so bad. This poor kid came running into the school and he's running down the hall and he gets to the way indoors and it's locked. They have locked the way indoors and they are no longer weighing in. The tears that were coming out of this kid's eyes was crazy. I remember being like, wow, why? Like, I and, and I remember being mad at him because I was like, like, why? Like, why? What, what took you so long? You know what I'm saying? And the way he explained it was like, oh, my mom um, didn't let me get out the car when the head coach came out to tell me to come in. She told me she's going to no, you're going to wait for me in the park and we're going to walk in together. And I, and I remember thinking like, that's so childish. Like, what? So now I'm no longer mad at the kid because now he's explaining, oh, I, I, I was trying to get here on time. It was my mom that was, you know, being, you know, no disrespect, but the asshole. So I said, wow. So I look so, you know, joking around with the head coach. I said, well, you you go handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going to be over here with the team and we're going to be going on, you know, the warm ups. You know, you you go find out what happened. Um. So, mind you, I've known this kid for three years now at this point. Three years. I've, I've picked him up, taken him to tournaments. I've picked him up to take him to practices. I even got him to go meet up with one of the uh, greatest wrestlers right now in the Olympics, Jordan Burroughs. Like, you know, like I was like, hey, like about to go to this practice where Jordan Burroughs about to do a clinic. And if you don't know what a clinic is in wrestling, that's when somebody comes and they basically run a practice and they show you some of their special moves that they use on a on a on a daily basis during the wrestling matches and it's and if you don't know who John bro is go look him up he's a really good uh wrestler like amazing has one of the best double legs in the business today um so i got them to uh come together uh in the clinic i was able to get a picture with all of them with him and two of my other students who were at the time, wrestling for me. Uh, so, you know, it's three years, never had a complaint ever. So the head coach goes up to the mom and, he, and you know, they're talking or whatever. And she starts, like, making complaints. So I guess she had made a complaint in front of not only the head coach, but one of the directors of the nonprofits that I work for. And she had made a statement saying, oh, like, I don't trust uh, Steve. He's a little fishy. This, that, and the third. Uh, you know, it seems like he's taking an interest in my son. Blah blah blah. And it's like, you know, when he when the head coach comes back, he's like, he's like, yeah, come over here real quick. And he's like, don't go near that lady. And I said, what happened? I like, she cursed you out or something? He goes, no, like she's making an accusation against you. I said, what? He's like, yeah, it's like she's like says like it's weird how like. I took, I've taken an interest in Savon and how I'm, I'm like always trying to, um, like help him out. Like, I, like she brought up that I bought him the duffel bag. She brought him up that I'm always trying to take him to a practice or a tournament and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm like, come on, you're, you're serious. He's like, yeah. You know? And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And it made me sick to my stomach. You know what I'm saying? For someone to make an accusation, like I, as if I'm trying to harm their child, especially a kid that I see as my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it made me think like, wow, like, am I, am I, did I overstep my boundaries or something that I, you know, well, like what's going on? And it, and 
I, I just I just didn't understand. And it made me so sick to my stomach that I really wanted to throw up. Um, but I didn't. I just sat down, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it wasn't like I was in a shock. Like, oh, my God. Like, like I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, should I go talk to her? Like, I don't want her to think that, like, I got something going on with her son. Like, that's, like, that's crazy. Like, um, but, yeah, so... But he's like, no, don't don't say anything to her. She's, you know, and then one that then that's when the director of the nonprofit organization comes up to me. He goes, oh, did you hear that crazy lady making the accusation? And I'm like, wow, like she made it in front of you too. Like that's crazy. Like that's so bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm blessed that the head coach knows who I am uh, and knows what I'm about. I'm glad that the director of the nonprofit knows who because. Very quickly, he could have been like, yeah, we got to get Steve out of here. You know what I mean? That accusation, could, we, should, we should get him out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, That, that could have ruined me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say accusations ruin lives. That could have ruined me. You know what I'm saying? Because in my head, I'm like, wow, I, all I did was, was help this kid out who wanted to be you know, a wrestler and whatever. Uh, and I've done that with other kids. And, and literally, I just think she was one of those moms that had to be informed about everything. And maybe that's where I went wrong. Maybe she just wasn't informed. Cause I would tell the kids, tell your mom that, you know, this weekend we're going to a practice, blah, blah, blah. So she can know if he doesn't tell them that's all him. But at the same time, as an adult, I should have made sure they were telling the moms. Maybe that happened. I don't know. Um, but also you have to understand I was dealing with kids who, whose moms were always working. So they didn't, they didn't, care or need to know what the kids were doing on the weekends or anything like that or after school because they'll be working pick up extra hours to make ends meet so i was i was used to just communicating with the students going hey here's a practice this day hey the pal center is going to be having a practice this day hey there's a big tournament coming up making make sure you're on weight and i was making sure that i had that connection with the students because the parents a lot of the times just didn't care a lot, of, a lot of times the parents didn't, they, they didn't care. They didn't, most of them didn't even know that their kids were cutting weight. Like, how do you, how do you not know your kids not cutting weight? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't that they were interested or anything like that. They just had other things going on. They, they were picking up overtime at work to pay for bills and stuff like that. So they could keep a roof over the he, their heads and the kids' heads and food on the table. So a lot of times, especially in the Hispanic community, sports isn't looked at as something that's really like, how the black community might look at sports. The black community looks at sports as a way to get out of, you know, the city or out of their neighborhoods. Hispanics kind of see it as a hobby. Oh, he's just doing this just to stay in shape. He's he, That's his hobby. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't take any interest in it. So I was, because I spoke the lingo, I grew up in, in, the, in these neighborhoods, I can connect to these kids to a point where I could get them to trust me and be like, hey, this is what you need to do to get better. This is what you need to do. We got to do this. And it, it and it would pan out. Um, you know, like, that's what I was used to. I Maybe with her, it wasn't it, like she wasn't used to that. Maybe she wanted to be informed more. But, you know, maybe that was my mistake as a, as a young coach that I just didn't have that connection with her. But, you know, I've always, anytime, like, a, a, a parent or something like that wanted to, meet up or I've always been I'm like yeah let's meet up let's, you know what I'm saying you want to communicate we can communicate and if they have a concern because I've had some uh, parents go like you know parents say that they haven't been communicating with their kids about what's happening 
with their sports. And but that that's usually the dads. It's usually the dad who is no longer living with the mom and son. So they're the ones that usually come up and they're like, oh, like I heard my, like I didn't even know my son was on the wrestling team. Just wanted to know what's the schedule. And I would give them a schedule like, these are the matches we already wrestled at. These are the matches that we're gonna wrestle. These are the home ones. These are the away ones. And that's, that's what I was used to. And, and I, I wouldn't hear from them again. I wouldn't, you know, I would see them at the matches or the tournaments a couple of times, say, hello, how you doing? Try to get that connection, but I wouldn't be on the phone or texting them or anything like that. I just, it just wasn't the way I was doing it. Um, but then when I got that, when she said that, and it just, I just felt really bad. I just felt like, wow, like that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you even think that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the only, and, and to be fair, in my head, as a young coach, I was like, I'm the only guy showing interest in your son to make sure he's in sports, he's doing good, you know, uh, because I've seen other kids who who literally have not have done that, who have gone the wrong path because they didn't have a male role model in their lives, you know what I'm saying? Uh, another story, a quick story, uh, shout outs to my homeboy, Federico, this is the one kid that I will name in this episode. Uh, Federico was a young kid, joined freshman year, didn't uh, finish freshman year as for wrestling sports, as at least. But sophomore, junior, and senior, he did finish. He, he came up, he finished. Uh, his junior year was a sketchy year. Uh, he was kind of basically doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing. One day, Federico gets caught up in a trap house where the cops raid and they put him on some community service type things because he's a minor. And after that is when he came his senior year and took things very seriously his senior year. And he was able to make it up to the regional tournament. Those are the type of kids I'm used to. The kids that get in trouble who, you know, who, you know, are doing things behind their parents' back. So, like, I can't go to the parents. I have to go to them directly, make that connection. You know what I'm saying? Let them know, hey, trust me. You don't want to do this. Uh, and luckily, Federico cleaned up his life. And shout-outs to him. Uh, I, I love that kid to death. Um, funny story, Federico actually started middle school, and Rick actually coached him for a little bit. And then he came to high school where I coached him up the rest of the years. Um, but, yeah, so that's what that's the type of kids I'm, I'm used to dealing with, kids that are, that are, uh, that are, ex- are, are experiencing, uh, experimenting, the whole nine yards without their parents knowing. So you got to connect to them directly because if you don't, you're not getting anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in this situation with this kid, it wasn't the same. And, you know, so the tournament goes along, whatever. Um, and I, I decide um, it's, it's going to be my last year. I'm not coming back next year because um, that just, that made me sick. That made me, you know, and it, and it scared me. You know what I'm saying? The worst thing you can be accused of is something like that. Like something as, as into the point where you you are trying to cause harm to somebody else's kid or take advantage of somebody else's kid. Like that's the worst thing you could be accused of. And it doesn't matter that I'm innocent. Just because I was accused, it it, it a light bulb goes off in a, in, in a lot of people's heads and go, hmm, is he though? Did he do that? Hmm, do I really know him? And it's like, so before I even got to that point, you know, I was like, I'm just going to finish out the tournaments this last season and I'm not coming back. And the, the unfortunate part is that 
talking to Rick and you know all, some of the other coaches that I know, I said the moment I leave this place, I know for a fact that the wrestling program is going to close. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I, I know it. You know what I'm saying? There's no and no, there's no disrespect to the head coach or anything like that. He just he just didn't grow up in our neighborhood, so he does, like he he didn't know how to talk to our kids. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know how to talk to our youth. You know, um, as he as he and he was a gym teacher, so as time went on, he kind of started to understand them a little bit more and stuff like that. Um, but for three or four years of being, you know, of being around the youth doesn't mean you're going to understand them. You know what I mean? If you didn't grow up in their shoes, if you didn't grow up in their neighborhoods, it, it, there, there will always be a disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just knew it. So I, the next following year, I let them know, like, well, I'm not coming back, whatever, you know? Um, and I know some of you guys are like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done. I should have. I, 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 I should have because, you know, if she would have took that any further, you know what I'm saying? That would have been bad. Not only for me, but for the nonprofit organization that I'm working for who have been helping kids. Helping. Can you imagine if a scandal broke out? Oh, uh, young coach uh, accused of this, this, and that. That would destroy that nonprofit organization. It would literally destroy it. You know what I'm saying? Even though that I'm innocent, I know I'm innocent. It would have destroyed them. It would have destroyed me. It would have destroyed them. It just, it just would not have been good for anybody. So I made my ass. I said, look, you know, I like I love coaching. You know what I'm saying? I, I truly do, but I didn't sign up for this. You know what I'm saying? This is the part that I didn't sign up for. The coaching part, the yelling, the screaming, the waking up early, six, five o'clock in the morning to go pick up kids, to go pick them up and whatever. I, I signed up for that. You know what I'm saying? I signed up for that. I didn't sign up for someone accusing me of some disgusting wretched type of thing you know what i'm saying so uh yeah I, I i left you know what i'm saying and even after that rick left central and went to go coach another uh high school team and he tried to bring me on and i went a little bit but my heart wasn't in it you know what i'm saying it changed me in a way where i just like you know i i, I wasn't giving my my best opinions of what people should be doing with the what the kids are like, oh, what weight class, you know, usually there's a strategy that goes into who you put in what weight class. How, I wasn't into it. I was just like, no, like it was just, I was destroyed. You know what I'm saying? And I know you guys are saying it's just one person. Like I understand, but being like, being, knowing how close I was to being accused of something like that and where it could, what could have happened. I can't take that risk. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't take that risk. No. For because some mom decided that, you know, she didn't like me or because uh, I was the only man in her kid's life that took an interest in helping him in his sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, most moms love me. They'd be like, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you because there's no, there is no father figure in the home for this, to help him out with sports and keep him out of trouble and stuff like that. I'm used to being thanked. Like, thank you for helping my kid out. I've never been a, you know what I'm saying? Never. And, and 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 you know what makes it worse? At the time, I was also, so I was the assistant coach for the high school team. And then the nonprofit organization started up the youth team. So I was the head coach of the youth team that year as well. And that, and I would have Rick come help me out with the youth kids as well with another coach. 
and some of the students from high school who needed some community hours because you know when you're a senior you need a certain amount of community hours to you know uh, uh to graduate and i was the head coach of that and i was thinking like i have boys and girls in my classes in my youth classes like if like if this accusation got any further up again the organization would have been destroyed but those parents would have see me in such a different light even though they knew that you know i was innocent and they knew that like i didn't do anything and i wouldn't do anything something would click in their head because their parents their parents they they have to protect their kids something in their head would have clicked and go hmm i don't know maybe steve is this and that and you know and i didn't want that either so once everything closed off the youth team closed off and the high school team uh season closed off I just left. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? I'm done like that. It, it changed me. Cause I like, I don't want, like, I do want to do it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go back and coach and you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go back and coach. Like they just, it, it changed me in a way where, you know, I was just, I'm just like, no, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. And that's why I was on the fence when I had heard that the guy, the police officer, Ruben, who, you know, who was a security officer for the schools and stuff was accused. Cause like, I, I, I want to, I want to see the evidence. I just, I'm not going to just jump in and be like, oh yeah, you're, you're definitely guilty. Cause someone said you are, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but that's my story of, of an accusation that changed my life. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't look at the, at, you know, coaching the same anymore because like, like, how do I, how do I make, like, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter if I try to get, if I communicate more with the, the parents or whatever. Like, the, mo the moment someone says, oh, I think you did this or I'm accusing you of this, your life is over. You know what I'm saying? That's why words are very, very powerful. You know what I'm saying? Never think that they're not. And, they, and you, you can hurt somebody. You can change somebody's life with just one word. So make sure... You understand that words are responsibilities as well. And if you're going to accuse somebody, you know what I'm saying? Accuse of something they actually did. Don't accuse them of something of, oh, I think you did this. Why do you, like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I just think. Well, great. You just ruined somebody's life because you thought. Cool. All right. You know, but that's, that's my biggest. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, even though I don't want to coach and, and I, I, but I still have always thought about going back to coaching, um, I don't let it affect me. I still live my life. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, but uh, that type of thing just doesn't fly with me. It's not, it's, it's just not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it makes me, it, like, anytime I think about going back to coaching, it just reminds me of that and goes like, oh, maybe I should have. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like, I don't want to be accused of, of something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I'm like, let's be honest. In four years, I never met a, a parent like that. But that doesn't mean that she's the only one out there that's like that. You know what I'm saying? And then don't get me wrong. There's coaches around the world who deal with crazy parents and stuff like that on a daily. But I don't want to deal with that. I just want to. I. It's it's enough that I have to deal with the the, the the student that I'm coaching and making sure that they're not doing things to put them in jail and getting them to come to practice and to the matches and to the tournament that's a full-time job you know what i'm saying that's a full-time job 
the last thing I need is to communicate with a crazy parent at the same time. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that off to the side. I'll, and then from there, uh, lucky enough, I had just started uh, pro wrestling at the time. So I was doing shows and stuff like that. And I said, I'm just gonna switch. I'm just gonna leave this to go to this. And that's what I did. Um, Cause I just did not want the aggravation and the type of feeling of like, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm being crucified with something I, like I didn't do or would never even think of doing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so that's my story of an accusation that changed my life. Um, you know, call it what you want to call it. Call, call me sensitive, call, call me whatever, but what you, what you have to understand is that I just, I didn't sign up for that. Didn't sign up for that. I want no parts of that. So yeah but guys i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i hope you guys uh see that words do have uh responsibility you have responsibility over the words that you say and stuff like that because it can it can ruin somebody's life it can you know um that type of stuff we, we really have to make sure like if we're gonna say something about somebody or accuse somebody of something we have to make sure that we're we know for a fact you know what i'm saying um but yeah that's just my story, my experience. Uh, guys, Eagles game this Sunday. Um, I'll probably do a prediction episode uh, today as well or tomorrow, and I'll drop it. I'll let you guys know about the Eagles game. But all right, guys, you guys stay safe. I love you guys. I'm out.